This is Corporate Cafecito, where we discuss career development and entrepreneurial growth strategies. I'm Mario Rodriguez. Y yo soy Nayeli Suarez-Guez. Go get your cafecito and let's talk about professional growth. So Nayeli, what's your favorite place to visit in this world and why? How, how does it make you feel when you visit it? Put me on the spot. Favorite place to visit. Um... <laughs> <laughs> like my couch. <laughs> you know what? I um my family, we have a house in Mexico and my parents live there half the year and it's it's a very it's a very humble house. It's you know, it's just on a ranch that was my grandfather's before he passed away and he divided it all amongst his kids and on that we have a little patio in front, a little covered patio. And it's in the mountains and you just, when a storm comes in and you just smell, you know, we're from Guadalajara, so it smells like tierra mojada. Mm-hmm. And it's just that smell and just being there and there's no Wi-Fi, there's no phones, there's nothing. And there is a beautiful sense of peace and boredom and like amazingness of just like sitting there drinking a coffee. Wow. It's an experience. It's it's how that place makes you feel. Uh, and that's why I think you probably continue going back because of that joy, that peace, that inner peace, right? Yeah. That experience. And my dad's like, no vas a visitar a tu papá. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you have that tug yeah, in you don't as miss well. Us. <laughs> well, that, that kind of helps us bridge our conversation is to... How wait, do wait, we... wait. What's yours? Oh, what's well, my favorite uh, uh, place to visit? I would say, you know, we're exploring more... Uh, locations in in the world but right now uh, i would say mexico because it brings me back to my childhood when i used to go visit also my grandparents zacatecas uh, where my grandmother and grandfather lived it's green i remember you as a kid early on there was there was no distractions i mean we didn't have distractions back then growing up but it was so peaceful you could hear yourself think and i'm going back to when i was 12 13 mm-hmm. at that time uh and it was just humble one of the best birthdays i had there was i think my 10th birthday here in the United States, it's about, you know, these gifts and money and all this. Over there, it's just, you know, a celebration of your birthday, uh, food being brought, and just simple, humble gifts that are being, you know, given to you, which to this day, it's like, wow, it's one of the best birthdays I had uh, because it came from the heart from everyone. So, again, to your ex- to mm-hmm. the experience of just the people, how they made me feel. Yeah. How they really Absolutely. made me feel, uh, which now helps us bridge to to what we're talking about today is... How do you make people feel? You know, how do you want to be treated? Is that platinum rule? We've heard of the platinum rule. We've heard of the golden rule. It's it's so important in any relationship that you have, whether personal. Well, let's define it, right? The golden rule is treat others how you would want to be treated. Right. And that's changed in the past couple of years is when I've started hearing about the platinum rule, which is treat others the way they want to be treated. And that's so key. So... Yeah, so the the golden rule, it's even biblical, right? I always look to the foundations of it. It's to love one another, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, how would you want to be treated? And in that, it really creates your reputation, right? Because life comes full circle. And that last interaction is what they remember you by. Uh, and then most recently, that, that platinum room is really now asking, because there's been so many changes in, 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 in the world. It's like, how do they want to be addressed? You know, how do they want to be treated as well? 
uh, and having that that conversation. But most importantly, I'll, I'll give you my example. Um, when I started my career 31 years ago in, in banking, uh, and I think I shared this on a previous podcast, uh, I've always been one to connect, really find and be curious about everyone else. Hey, what is it that you do? How you do it? You know, this is what I do. And just try to get along with everybody. Mm-hmm. Right? That's the important piece. Uh, and never burn any bridges. I, I'll tell my kids this till the day I die. Never burn any bridges because you just don't know when everything comes full circle. Absolutely. So in my career, that was that was a 92. I'm dating myself there. I was probably 12. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but most recently, I, I think in about the last five years in my career in banking, um, one of my biggest cheerleaders happened to be at that same bank, same location at the same time. We never crossed paths. But imagine if I wouldn't have tr- treated everyone with the golden rule. That w- you know, bad news always travels much faster than good news. That would have stayed with me, you know, and that 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 would have kind of shifted the way they 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 would right. you know, this they person would have saw you, they they saw you yeah. the next time. Yeah. So, one, it's very neurological. Our brains have an immediate trigger when we meet people and how we assess them. Yeah. And I talk about this a lot because. In our in the first fifteen to thirty seconds, your assessment of the other person based only on their facial features is seventy percent accurate, and your brain catalogs that. So if you have a negative experience, you're going to um, you're going to assume this person is related to negative to bad. And what you do then is you give them you deprioritize them. And you want to spend less time with them because your experience with them has been negative. The hard part about that is it's really hard to transfer someone from the negative to the positive. You know, we always talk about the head and shoulders commercial, like you never get a second chance to make a first impression. (laughs) It's 100% true. They were ahead of their times with that slogan. What we do, though, with people we have positive interactions with is we put them, we log them into a positive portion of our brain. So Mm. we give those people more time. We give them more benefit of the doubt. They can still mess up and we'll throw them in the negative quicker than someone from the negative can get to the positive. But the way our perception goes is we meet someone and we immediately assess whether this was a good or bad interaction and then base ourselves off of that first 30 seconds. Why this has such a bad or good impact on the platinum rule of treating others how they want to be treated, or even the golden rule of treating them how we want to be treated, is that our brain has a really hard time being nice to people that we associate with negative. And, you know, that whole like, you know, fake it or be professional. We we have to, we have to be professional, but we also have to give people the benefit of the doubt. And to me, that's where the platinum rule comes in. If someone, you know, if someone goes into the negative portion of our brain, we have to pull them out of there because there have been times where, you know what, I may have had like a horrible day at work and I'm carrying it with me the whole day and I'm going to like unleash on the first person I see. And, you know, it's going to, what if it's like, you know, you see all those people unleashing on like a cashier at Walmart yeah, and you're like, that's not fair to them, right. you know, like, like, and they're going to get the rest. And so you're like, that person, when they see you the next time, they're going to think you're the most angry person where 95% of the time you may be great, but there's going to be that 5% where we just can't carry it anymore and we explode. And listen to the burnout podcast for that one. But we have to make sure that we understand that good people have bad days. 
And if you watch Top Chef, you know, I love it when they get towards the end and Tom Colicchio says, you know what? Good chefs sometimes have bad bad days or sometimes produce, go home on a good meal. And that's the part to me, that's the platinum rule of treating others the way they want to be treated is I'm going to give you the best treatment always and assume that you're a good person because I believe everybody wakes up wanting to be a good person, but maybe something happened in their day. And I transfer this platinum rule of treating others how they want to be treated also to emails and text, right? If we put someone in the negative portion of our brain, we read everything aggressively, right? Like, oh, sent me this text. Like, what did they mean by this? And, and then the people who we catalog as like positive experience, we read all of theirs with the most positive intent. And that's the hard part. So when you start thinking about what to do with the platinum rule, it's treating people the way they want to be treated, the way they should be treated, the way we should treat each other without categorizing as positive and negative experiences. There has to be flexibility, right, to, to, to what you stated earlier, because if we're so rigid and compartmentalize everything, there, there's no opportunity in really getting to know that person that maybe, to your point, had a bad day. So it's our responsibility as well to find out, hey, let's start over again. You're probably having a bad day. So let's have a conversation uh, because it's, it could potentially block you from a fruitful relationship with that individual. And then also gives you perspective on what biases they have, like what, what, what's, what's driving the way that they're acting? What's their perception? And in that, you could understand a different perception of someone because that's your reality, right? And so now you're being vulnerable in the fact that you're, you're, you're inquiring. It's like, so tell me more about this. Why is this impacting you so much? I don't understand it. Help me understand it. And so you start breaking down those barriers. And now you start getting to the core of that that person really brings to the table who they really are. Yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. And I do this so much. And I, I encourage more people to do it to extend that olive branch. You know, a lot of times and I've had employees where one day they just lash out and I'm, I, I say, hey, this isn't you what's up? And you have to remember, like, we bring to work, you know, being a mother, being a spouse, being a friend, being a daughter, being, you know, a business owner, like, all of those are on our shoulders all the time. You can't take them off. So when you come in, know, like, this person's coming in, but they have a lot of different factors. So don't assume it's you. Don't assume that they're lashing out because they don't like you or whatever. But to your point, like, do the olive branch. Like, hey, you know, is some is everything okay? Because this isn't like you. Yeah. Remember seasons. Everyone goes through seasons, right? I think you hit a bunch of them right now. You and I sit in the sandwich population generation of aging parents. So there's that piece that we help out with as well. Uh, we still have growing kids that are young. So there's a lot of those factors. So understanding, maybe you're in a different season. Maybe you're an empty nester, right? Let's not forget that others are in different seasons. And just to kind of point the finger, I'm like, eh, I'm going to disassociate because, you know, you didn't do this. Or you set an, an, an unrealistic expectation. That's another thing that happens as well, where people is like, you start setting expectations for individuals that are wrong. No one should be setting expectations except for that individual. 
But now you started getting the perception of that individual thwarted. And so really finding out it's important, and I'll address it again and again, is that to make sure, find out where that person's at. Be yeah. empathetic. And in that, trust me, you're going to create some, some strong relationships because everything does come full circle. And you never know when that individual can actually lend a, a helping hand because you came at a crossroads. Like, all right, what do I do now? And here's that individual because you took the time, you took yourself out of, it has to look a certain way, to, hey, where are you at? Right? Yeah. So that empathy and that relatedness is now finding out, okay, now you're, you're leading with the golden rule, but then ultimately that uh, conversation, uh, that vulnerability and, and that stage, that affinity that you have for that individual allows you now to create that platinum room. If you need more clarity on finding the right job or need help preparing for your next interview, please go to corpcafecito.com and email us directly so we can help you. We offer an array of services to help you with your professional and career growth strategies. You will be glad you did. about my needs. So I remember, uh, you know, when I worked at Miller Coors and I had two kids under two. And so they knew that when I traveled, because I continued to travel for work, but I would always say whenever I land, I need to be taken to a baby's RS or a Toys R Us because they have a nursing room. And, or I need to make it to like a place with an outlet and a dedicated room for a mother's room. And um, this was before the lactation bill was passed by Tammy Duckworth here in Illinois, who took it to a nationwide law. So um, before we had those rooms at the airport, you know, my team knew I would say, hey, I need this. Help me out. And so by the time I landed, there was, you know, someone ready to pick me up and we were head straight to um, so I could pump and then FedEx my milk back. Um, and it was just I would tell people like this is this is what I need. And everyone was cool with it. Right. It wasn't. I wasn't uncomfortable. They weren't uncomfortable. If you tell people how you want to be treated, it's also really helpful. And, you know, you brought up um, a little bit about like pronouns or, or things like that. I, I love when people tell me them because then I'm like, okay, I know how you want to be addressed and I want to be respectful of it. And I trip over it all the time. And I say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm working on it. And I think that's really important. I think it's important to be vocal about how you want to be treated. So I was always very, very cognizant of telling people like these days are really important for my children's school. And why don't you tell me those days that are important for you? And we know those days we cover for each other or we take care of each other those days. Or, you know, I had, um, I had a guy who, who we were coworkers and his wife was going through a very aggressive breast cancer. So I did my work. I helped him do his work. And then he returned the favor. You know, we just took care of each other. And I think that comes from being very vocal about how you want to be treated and earning that treatment and telling people this is these are the things that value. Now, you know, even when I, I'm running my business, I'm, I'm very clear with people like, hey, at three o'clock, I need to stop everything and go get my children from school because this was very important to me. And everyone's respectful of it because you're telling them ahead of time. Healthy boundaries is what I hear there. Communication, 
uh, and one of the fruits of, of all that, that that's happening there is obviously the reciprocity, right? Because you're going to bat to, to that to that example that, that you had with you know someone unfortunately is your spouse going through um, a health issue, you were there for them, right? They were there for you, so you, you create that balance. You create that 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 uh, synergy, right? That that uh, collaboration. Uh, but it's balanced, right? It's like, oh, well, why does she get to do that? You know, there's no favoritism because people understand where you're coming from. And to your point is that you really have to take a vested interest in getting to know that individual you work with because you just don't know where, where, when they need a prayer, where they just need someone to just, hey, I, I, need, I need to unload this, right? Um, and in a healthy way, just so you can understand how you could work together and, and really. I love uh, how you said unload this. I yeah. I tell people and I tell a lot of uh, my employees, like sometimes I, I see them and I know that they're carrying a lot and I'll, I'll put my hand on their shoulder and I'm like, when you're ready to let me help carry this too, talk to me. I'm here. It's, it's so important. It's that empathy piece, right? We're, we're human. We're human and we all go through things and maybe our experiences help and we hope, right, that what we're sharing here helps you uh, in, in your your growth, professionally, career, spiritually as well. Uh, that uh, you're helped to propel and really, really see the world differently. And it's really liberating. You know, one of the things I, I have a client and um, we were, he owns a business and, and we're getting it off the ground and we're working together. And I told him, I'm like, Hey, like, de mi no te tienes que cuidar. Like, I've got your back. We're going to get this off the ground. And it was just the words that, he needed to hear. And he was like, yeah, you know what? I am so tense because of all the things that I have going on and I just am running. And it, that was very nice for you to say, because you're right. Like I don't, I'm very, I'm trying to do everything by myself and I should give some of this to someone else to carry. And that comes from that built-in trust of that. This is what I need. This is what you need. And together, like we're going to, you know, we're going to hold hands and cross the bridge. And that comes from being vocal. That comes from telling people, this is exactly what I need. Tell me what you need. How do you like to operate? Like, I'm a hugger. <laughs> and <laughs> I remember, um, you know, I worked for this wonderful lady and she was not, she like no signs of affection, no touching, no presence, no anything. Um, and I remember she got me a present one time and it was so beautiful and I was so grateful. It was, uh, it was a pizza cutter, but there's a lot of story behind that. Okay. Um, and she looked at me and I looked at her and she's like, fine, you can hug me. And so <laughs> I gave her a big hug and you know what? I, I still think about that moment. I could tell you exactly where I was standing when that happened because I was like, you know what? She exercised a platinum role. She treated me how I wanted to be treated which went against how she wanted, how she believed or what she liked, but she did it because she knew it was important for me to show her my appreciation. And I I respect this woman in, immensely and she has gone on to do great things, but that was a big moment in my life when I was like, wow, look at, she was able to give up how she acts because she knew how important this was to me. And I think that modeled a lot of how my behavior is. What well, led up to it. And another thing to highlight is that she allowed to be appreciated, right? In a way that 
maybe was foreign to her. And so who knows what world opened up for her on that piece that she saw you, who you were. It's like, that's who Nayeli is. And in that... She's going to die if she doesn't hug me. (laughs) (laughs) But it opened up another dimension for her of like, it's okay. It's safe to, to just embrace others where they're at, but receive that, right? We're so just guarded with mm-hmm. our way of being because of something that may have happened, right? We just don't know people's backgrounds yeah. and their, 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 their reasoning for being a certain way. But just in that, and you sharing that made me think like, what, what did that hug do for her? It's like, wow, I'm really appreciated, right? I don't know. I mean, it's something you could Who circle knows? back yeah. with her. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that that was a very good sign of like someone who treated me how I wanted to be treated. And I strive to do that for others. And to do that, you have to have open conversations to say, what do you like? What don't you like? And I remember we did the training for the five languages of appreciation. Mm -hmm. And when you do it in the workplace, they remove the touch one because or like signs of affection. Sure. And I remember walking into the training room and one of the guys on my team, he's like, there's only four languages, chief. They took out yours. And I was like, oh, no. I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to touch anybody, but it's um, it's how I show my affection, right? A hand on the shoulder or like a high five or whatever. Like I'm a toucher. And that's been something that I have had to change because I know other people are uncomfortable with touch. And I want to be respectful of that. Yeah, yeah, adaptability because there's cultural differences, right? There's cultural differences in, in, in getting to know them that you kind of understand, you know, the parameters that you, you can operate in. That's important too. Yeah. I remember uh, when we went to the the Illinois Hispanic Chamber of Commerce uh, gala and you got the bracelet and it was uh, red, yellow, green, and red was like, please keep six feet away. Oh, yes, yes, Yellow yes, yes. was like, I'm okay with like a wave or green a fist bump. And green was like, go ahead and hug, <laughs> hug me. And yeah. everyone was wearing green. <laughs> I was like, cultural. We're, yeah, right. we're ready to touch everybody. Yeah, it was cultural. So, right. But I thought that was so good. Like that was such a visible communication so that we didn't, you know, you don't go in for the hug and the person stops you or vice versa. Um, I thought it was a very clear way of communicating how you want to be interacted with. Yeah, that's just to say how uh, things have changed in, in, in the last, what, two, three years, right? And it continues to evolve, just how we want to be be treated. Yeah. So it's important. So as you think about the platinum rule, remember it's how others want to be treated and respecting that. And you get there by communicating both what you prefer, what understanding and listening to what they prefer, and assuming positive intent into it in every interaction so that we can... Make sure each experience brings a good moment for everybody involved. And that way, you know, we could be respectful of what the platinum rule is. And lastly, be open-minded. Be open-minded, be curious, find out about that other individual that you're interacting with as well. So we thank you for listening in on, on the Platinum Golden Rule. And remember to follow us, like us, and share us on Instagram, Facebook as well, and on corpcafecito.com. Y gracias por disfrutar otro cafecito con nosotros. Bye. Corporate Cafecito was produced in beautiful downtown Oak Park at Boulevard Studio. Audio engineer and editor is Mike Mitchell. We're available on every podcast platform.